0: City limits. City limits,
1: brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne, every Wednesday at nine am.
0: City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment,
1: to transport and planning and housing issues,
0: to privatisations and our utility services,
1: to building and/or maintaining a sense of community. Eight five five on the AM band. If we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City, City Limits. limits.
0: Yeah, we are city limits and we're pretty much on time this morning. Amazing. What's
1: going uh, on? Oh, it's
0: just (laughs) out of character. Uh, I've got to say, I've got to say, folks, that um, I might have made a mistake this morning not coming on public transport. I reckon riding up that Smith Street hill this morning into the wind was murder, let me tell you.
1: It's weird weather out there today. Yeah.
0: And suddenly, as I was coming around Edinburgh Gardens or through Edinburgh Gardens, suddenly the wind just seemed to go in swirls and everywhere, oh. almost blew my helmet off. Oh. <laughs> Which many people would say it deserves to be blown off and thrown away, but that's another question. <laughs> uh, so there we are. Anyway, city limits, and um, that was the voice, of course, of Meg Kimber. I'm Kevin Healy and Mark Allen, who's an, he's, he's been on the show for the last couple of years as a co-presenter. And um, and well, the word you use. I, no, I won't dob you when I won't dob you when Meg. What? But, but
1: No, don't dub me in because it's probably...
0: Last what week. The, I w I won't tell Mark oh. the word you use was traitor last week. I
1: am gonna have to work hard today
2: <laughs> <laughs> to, to try and um, get my reputation back. I can see that. I'm
0: gonna <laughs> need extra. I think you should just tea.
1: come back. It was it was just because it's nice to have you on the show and uh, oh, thank I you. think you should come back regularly. Oh, but I understand. Very kind.
0: Yeah. Well we're gonna we, this morning we're gonna try to understand, let's put it that way. That's why Mark's in here. Um, in fact we're Put Mark on the list as one of this year. He's going to be one of our regular irregulars on issues around population and climate, etc. Um, as we know, Mark uh, last late last year went off to uh, England, uh, but we'll come back to that because we we'll do other things first. But what we're going to talk about this morning, Mark went off to England because uh, he, I think, he foresaw the end of the world. He's pretty optimistic, old Mark, and uh, <laughs> he uh, he even braved a hel- an aeroplane, which is absolutely shit. Oh. Hate and flying. Hate uh, yes, flying. and yeah. Um, yeah. he uh he got on an aeroplane and went off because he thought he might never see his relatives or friends again in England, so hes uh, but he 's mm. back and uh, he 's got got plans for this year that don 't include city limits because he thinks there's things he just needs to get done yes. um, and we 'll talk about those things, and um, they are all there to do what we usually with things to do with this program because the second Wednesday of the month is usually our energy and environment type day, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. we 'll cover those issues uh, but uh just a few things. Anyone got anything first before I go? I'll pour some tea and people can say something. Here we go. Um,
1: yeah. I'd like to mention that it's subscriber week on 3CR. Mm-hmm. And um, all of us here are subscribers, and there's so much to be gained from it. And I mean, I, it sounds a bit sarcastic, but I mean it. Um, wouldn't you say, Kevin?
0: Um, definitely, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's... Um, You've well been it's,
1: here a long, quite a while, haven't you, at I've 3CR? been here for a long,
0: long time. And, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, we have the Radiothon once a year where people give money, but then the second way... Really, was, the subscription's a good way of getting money out of people a second time. I think that's a, <laughs> it's one way of putting it. But seriously, oh. <laughs> it, it, it is different because when you do subscribe, you become a member of 3CR, you become part of the station... And as people have been saying all week, you get a right to vote, a right even to stand for the committee and uh, yeah. and have your say. If you don't like city limits, you you can ring up anyway, I guess. But also you can come in and uh, and let fly as, a, as a, whatever. Well, I, um, if I you saw, say you know Mark Allen was unfair going away, he should stay on the program. Well, you, know, you, you can ring up and say it. Oh, Mark will never
1: come back if we
0: keep going like
2: this. <laughs> I saw Bob Brown a talk at the big weekend oh, and the nice. Sustainable Living Festival just a couple of days ago, and he mentioned 3CR he actually said 3CR is a great station we need more stations like 3CR as we deal with the many multiple crises we're facing with climate change and everything else yeah you know so much of the media is biased so much of the media is 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 not pushing that progressive message so now more than ever do we need stations like 3CR Mm -hmm. they're so critical
0: for the important shift in paradigm that we need. And did you get up and say, I used to be there? <laughs> oh, he's, I am still, still here. here. I, am a, I am going
2: to... And um, this, by the way, this reminds me... Now that more I need than to, ever, seems it rich to die. I <laughs> need to resubscribe. <laughs> I will resubscribe. This is why the subscriber drive is so important because it has reminded reminds me you. that I am due to renew my subscription and mm-hmm. stay
0: part of the Well this you mentioned I've been here a long time. I'm I'm gonna admit it I'm actually a life member at the joint. Ah. Yeah. yeah yes. Good on you. Yes. You deserve yes. it. Yes. I think they gave it to me because they thought it's better than trying to get money out of me. <laughs> 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 I knew there was a reason. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. um, but anyway, that's that. A um, couple of things that, uh, uh, there's a almost every day now in the in the and we are this is this is our, our, this is our uh, herald Sun now whopping sin um, commentary for the day, but almost every day you get fr- virtually free ads posted as big news stories of women in outfits uh, for whatever the latest fashion thing is the fashion week, and they always tell you what they're wearing, who made it, where you can buy it and that's that's posited as absolute as news news for goodness sake that's why other items you know that are less important like. Industrial relations are you tricky. Know, can't <laughs> yeah. get in unless you're going to bash the union. And this one, though, this is a news piece that was on page eight of um, Monday's Herald Sun. It's got a car with a couple of Collingwood footballers sort of tangled over it, which is a change from old times. It would have been women in bikinis about 10 years ago. But mm, this is true. Some, 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 there's been some force change on them. Um, Pi Drive welcomes new Commodore. Now, this, this is a straight news story, okay? Mm-hmm. AFL stars will help unveil Holden's first imported Commodore range in Port Melbourne today. Collingwood Premiership players Scott Pendlebury and Steele Sidebottom are among the first Australians to catch a glimpse of the all-new Commodore 2018 range up close. And I can't wait to see it. Can anyone wait to see it?
1: Cannot wait. Cannot
0: wait. The official launch comes after the last Australian-made vehicle rolled off the local manufacturing line in October. But Holden's Executive Director of Marketing, Mark Harland, said the latest version of the iconic Australian vehicle made in Germany, <laughs> like that bit, iconic Australian vehicle made in Germany, was sure to impress car enthusiasts. Commodore has been at the forefront of delivering new driver technology to Australians for the past 40 years, and the 2018 Commodore elevates that to the next level, he said. The new model will hit dealerships later this month. Now, isn't that a great news story?
1: Really which interesting.
0: Bit of, which bit of that is actually news and not a free app? <laughs> so I, drift, I drifted off for that. So, <laughs> what, what, can you read it back? <laughs> <laughs> I I'll give it. to you read it? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There We go. It's just, so, that's, um, then. Well, that's that's their excuse for news.
1: Did they want you to write things like that when you worked for the? Oh yes, the...
0: yes, 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 yes. And in fact, you know, they were called puff pars. They oh. are called puff pars. Yep. You know, you're virtually still advertising on the basis. And advertising blokes do it. And I mm. – in fact, I remember addressing a rotary meeting one night. They asked me, as, you know, as editor, not as Kevin Healy, the radical, but Kevin Healy, the editor, um, to speak. Mm-hmm. And I told them that they could forget about um, getting free puff pars with ads. They weren't going to get it in my paper and they weren't very happy with me. But anyway, that was oh. that. Oh, okay. uh, and um And – but this is an interesting story because it's another one The Herald Sun by the day, you know apart from the all those free ads and uh et cetera it also runs as we know um law and order crime stories criminals are getting it you know getting it too easy et cetera in fact, they mm. called a judge a uh, some amazing thing in Sunday or one paper last week they called some there was an amazing name they called a judge because they considered he gave someone a mo- too lenient a sentence um anyway uh but then. Buried away in the paper, because you don't want to make too much of this when your front page is saying we have to crack down on crime and crime's running right and people are afraid to walk on the streets, it says fewer people are committing crimes in Victoria with new data revealing the number of offenders has been dropping for the past four years. You wouldn't know that if you read the front page, you would you? wouldn't. No, you would I not. people were too scared no. to go
2: out and eat in restaurants. Yeah, and
0: young youth gangs. Oh. Well, youth gangs, second paragraph, the number of teenagers turning to crime has also fallen for the seventh year in a row. You th- mm. I thought, yeah, front page, I think it was growing by the year. Oh, I haven't left my Great. house. I thought <laughs> you, you couldn't go out to a restaurant <laughs> for fear of being at a night, team, yeah. At night, I will not go past the letterbox, i tell you that. No. Um <laughs> The average age of a crook, <laughs> crook, <laughs> a crook. <laughs> is now twenty. Etc. But anyway, it's it's dropping now. Isn't that amazing? I mean, uh, well, there we go. A, it just goes uh, to show,
2: doesn't it? It uh, Does what? Um,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, anyway, sweet. last week, uh, Mark, we did a piece where I read out during the break all these headlines, etc. in the in the Fin Review, mm. all of which were calling for tax cuts. And um, and I, you know, it was pretty subtle, but eventually. <laughs> Um, eventually, Meg and John twigged, and they were coming into the word tax cuts when it was relevant in the headline. Yep. Well, yes. this just this week, the Herald Sun jumped on it. It had a story on um, on Monday, tax cut budget promise. That's a big one. That's that's one. one. And then on the same day, the editorial, tax relief must come. <laughs> must come. Yes, there we go. But, but just... Sorry. Uh,
1: well, we were, after that, we started talking about how um, Donald Trump was tying his success as a president to the stock market going up, and then since then, it's <laughs> gone down yeah. quite significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Donald,
0: Donald didn't take credit for the last one. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, but then this week in the Fin Review, just to get it, get it going properly, a, 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 th- a piece by a bloke, a policy manager for economics and taxation at the Financial Services Council, he's got a, an article headline, Cutting company tax can have a very quick pay. Oh. Yes. Um, to front, him
1: specifically. Well, presumably. Yeah.
0: Front page, um, as long as it takes for cuts to tax, that's Malcolm being uh, being assertive again. Mm. And then on page three on last Friday, and this is the bit that fascinated me because they tell us that one of the problems in the economy at the moment is slow wages growth. We know that. We're told mm. that. And we've pointed out many times that... Really, there seems to be a relatively simple solution. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it, Mark? Mark, well, Mark can read it out to you in mm-hmm. a second, but it's on the news this morning. Um, the, 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 you know, there seems to be a pretty simple solution. Wages are too low. I can see a simple solution for that, but they can't apparently, and so they complain that wages are too low. But then there was the page three last Friday. PM vows to fight on company tax. There you are. But you'd go to page five, the next page. Mm-hmm and I wasn't even aware of this, but a bloke called Craig Laundie is now the Industrial Relations Minister and poor old Michaelia is somewhere else now. We're going to miss her desperately. But he, the coalition urges employers to fight wage calls. He does. Oh. Yes, he wants to keep wages down as low as possible. Employers will be enlisted to push back against growing demands for a living wage. With Workplace Minister Craig Laundy saying bosses need to tell their staff exorbitant pay rises could cost them their job.
1: One of those, what are oh, we, what are those cases where you're kind of on the wrong side of history <laughs> if you're fighting against a living wage. Like, yeah, that absolutely is. Yeah, right.
0: Absolutely, yeah. We need a dying wage, and most people have got it.
2: <laughs> I, I'm just. Um, I, is it me, or in the past, were there people a little less blatant about this? It's as if they don't care anymore. It's like, yeah, we. Going to just
0: publicly yeah. say
2: that we should be fighting? you, I yeah. thought that maybe 10 years ago there might have been a bit more subtle, a bit more behind the scenes. It's like we'd better give the image
0: that we want to yeah. increase wages, but
2: behind the scenes we'll try. Nowadays it's like, nah, we don't care. It's as if they don't care anymore. No, They're they not even trying no, to do, anymore.
0: Many of them do say, look, they care about low wages but the time is just not right. Uh, then mm-hmm. if, if workers right. can increase productivity and yeah. increase their hours and produce more, yeah. then they'll be able to give them higher wages. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think and, a tax cut, and a tax cut. There's that's an obvious.
1: increasing awareness, though, because of the whole Occupy thing, I think is a big thing, the 99%, that people are increasingly aware of, of the huge amounts that people are earning at, mm. in the top 1%. And so oh. that's changed mm. something about Absolutely. the narrative. Yeah. And yeah. As, yeah. as
0: I keep imagining... The sight of um, Robert Dill, that is his name, Robert Doyle, um, (laughs) (laughs) standing on the balcony overlooking the Occupy people being thrown out and their goods being confiscated Mm. by the coppers. Every time I think of that, I, I feel more and more sorry for Paul Robert. Oh, yes, yes. yes, yes, I'm, yes. Sure, I'm sure you do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in the on the yeah. ABC yeah, today, yeah, yeah, there's,
2: yeah. It's, it's saying tax-free billions. Australia's largest companies haven't paid corporate tax in 10 years. And there's a photograph there of Alan Joyce. Mm. Qantas haven't paid any tax for, oh, pretty much during Mr. Joyce's tenureship of Qantas. And, and the
0: news story this morning I heard on the radio... Um, Pointed out that Joyce is one of the loudest voices for tax cuts for business, but yep. he's he's hasn't paid any for ten years. Yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So What's w-
1: the cut of What's the cut from zero? <laughs> yeah,
0: zero, to yeah, zero. <laughs> zero to zero. Well, nice. you get more subsidies <laughs> off the pe- other ah. people's
2: taxes. Yeah. Ah. And the ABC, there's a report here that says there is no compelling evidence that giving the country's biggest companies a tax cut sees that money passed on to workers in the form of higher wages. Mm. There we go. This just proves the ABC is so left wing. They're so <laughs> left wing. Yeah. yeah.
0: For telling the truth, <laughs> for actually <laughs> stating something that's been studied and measured, and yeah, well, yeah. it gets worse. There was a study done by a mob called Company Research, now a polling company. Voters oppose business tax cuts. A planned 2018 political recovery for Malcolm Turnbull's government built around generous tax cuts for big business could struggle to attract public support with polling showing most voters believe the tax rate should stay at 30% or even increase. Most also believe the revenue would be more productively productively spent on health, education and other services than on lower company rates. And this was commissioned by the Australia Institute. And I I heard um, Mm. one of the government ministers brush it off saying, well, they're just a left-wing mob. So, you know, that doesn't count. It's a good mm-hmm. way to yeah. brush off something, really. Yeah.
2: Just say, oh, yeah. they're a left-wing mob. Yeah, yeah don't worry about critically yeah. looking at it. We're just, ah, left-wing. Yeah. So if the Institute yeah. of Public
0: Affairs has, has a survey saying that we, we desperately need tax cuts for the rich... That's okay. Apparently, that's, that's <laughs> not. That's not a right No, thing. No, 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 no. That's no. that's serious. That's serious mm. stuff. Yeah, right, no, no. Guess, no we yeah. mustn't brush that off. No. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, all right. Just thought I'm I'd glad mention. we
2: sorted that out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> establish that this oh, morning. A bit
0: of sorting out here this, this tea's morning. tea's good. Can I have another yeah. bit of tea? Yeah, you can. Mm, this sure, is the right. only reason
2: why I'm back. Let's have a tea.
0: Hang on. I better get it there. I was going to belt the mic with a teapot, and that's it. Could cause damages all over the place. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. We talked
1: last week about the Apple Store going in yes. at Fed Square, oh, yes. and as a planner, you probably mm. have some thoughts about that. I do mark. on multiple levels. Yeah, mm. and there is also the a campaign. movement now. Yes. Yeah, campaign. Have you got have that
0: thing, City Square, something rather? Yes. It's called. Yeah, can you give that out? I, was, I left it at home. I meant to bring it.
1: Citizens for Melbourne. Um, you can look on Facebook. Uh, at uh, facebook.com slash Square, So an association of people who are advocating for quality public spaces, but one of their main um, focuses is this uh, development that's happening in Federation Square. Good, good. I'm glad to
2: see there's a strong campaign building on this because it's symbolic of a bigger issue as well. And Kevin talks about this, I know, a lot, about the appropriation of public space for... Private corporate interests, you know. Yep. I mean, that alone is is bad. But then you look, have you seen the design of the proposed building? It's, no. It's just awful. It's right. just terrible, terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's wrong on so many different I'll levels. Well, take a step, You're not impressed. I'm not <laughs> impressed, no. No, I'm not impressed. I actually quite like the building. That I've got used to the building that's there. That's the thing. It, I, it seems a waste also to pull down a perfectly decent, mm. robust building, mm. you know, that mm. people have grown to like.
1: Which building are they pulling down?
2: It's um mm, it's the one closest to the river. Mm. So uh, yeah, okay. um, it's the yep. one with the aboriginal indigenous first nations um center in it. Oh. So they they would they are going to move that to another part, but it's nevertheless that's the building itself. Wow. But yeah. Yes, so there we go. Hopefully um, that campaign will, will build.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll be able to speak to someone from the campaign mm. in another show. Yeah, we'll get on to that, yeah.
0: it. Yeah. certainly worth it. And then there's, there's the Save
2: the Campbell Arcade campaign
0: as well, mm-hmm. which is... Mm-hmm. A yes. Show. There's big market and there's always yeah, there's, a lot. Yeah. there's a lot. And they will yeah. continue, to, these will continue. Yeah, Yeah. The um, by the way, you'll be pleased to know, um, I didn't bring it in, but... Two days ago in the Financial Review, there was a front page. This is such a rare thing to happen. They made front page headline. The headline was, Women Paid More Than Men. And they found one case. They found one case. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's front page news. <laughs> and it was, it was en- women engineering graduates are being offered more than male engineering graduates. Right. Probably because they can make the tea or something. So someone commented last time and I said it to, <laughs> to a group of women. Um, and um, anyway, uh, yeah, so, but I just thought it was amazing that it's mm. so rare actually makes front page headlines yeah. that women yeah. have paid more than men.
2: That's right. It's funny. <laughs> And and, and 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 they weren't being they should have qualified that with yeah. in, in one particular case. One. <laughs> no, <that's right. laughs> like, like, women in general are
0: paid more than men. I mean, After all these years we found one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to um, last week um, the unions lost their equal pay case for childcare workers. After the Fair Work Commission, which we have shown a lot of regard for, of course, in this place, blasted them for failing to produce any evidence whatsoever that childcare work was undervalued due to gender inequality. Well, goodness sake... The bench dismissed the union's application for a 35% increase lodged back in 2013. So it has taken a while to get to this stage and get knocked back anyway. Wow. And subject to more than 70 submissions and a half a dozen hearings because they failed to show early childhood educators were paid differently to men performing work of comparable value. Well, there's no men working in the bloody thing hardly. So, yeah. you know, there's hardly anything you can compare them to. Mm. Um, I would have thought it's, it sticks out like um, that... That women are underpaid in that because it is a women's essentially, mm. Mm. primarily a, a women's occupation. That's um, right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I I can't see how you they could argue there's no evidence. Mm. But they did, they did. Uh, speaking of, of great women in politics, Jackie Lambie, um, the ex-trained killer. Um, Jackie, um, did you see that? The bloke, the Devonport mayor, Steve Martin. He was second on a ticket. He got elected. Uh, Danny. Oh, yeah. He, they, they uh, There was a question mark that maybe being mayor, he was, uh, being, he was a servant of the crown or something, and he may have been ineligible. But the
1: what did he get the, elected to? Oh, well, her position
0: because um, oh. she resigned because of this, you know, dual citizenship thing. Oh, and so I missed that. oh, it's claimed yeah. many scalps. Well, the ca- oh, yeah. well, the, I but, didn't the but the count out. Um, Found him, but then there's been a delay because there was a yes, he may have been a, a servant of the crown or whatever the phrase is, mm. and so he would be ineligible too. But was he court, a
1: serving mayor at the time? Yeah,
0: Devonport mayor, but what I don't see how that could, but anyway, that's, okay. that was uh, the court ruled that he was eligible, he's now been elected to the Senate. But mm. Jackie decided that really, because he was uh, she was the one, and now she's apparently cleared up her problem, mm. um, he should step aside and let her in. <laughs> but he decided that having been elected he was gonna be elected. Mm. I mean oh, that's pretty unreasonable. Yeah. yeah abuse of democracy that. But anyway, <laughs> he um he's gone into he's gone in and so overnight once he got elected and refused to step down for her, she uh, she sacked him from the party. Oh you're joking. Oh, Is this yeah, true? Wow. true? True Crikey. true, God, true. It never stops, does it? Yeah, you know, he's sacked him from the party. The wow. Jackie Lambie Network, of which I now assume she's the only member. Oh. Um because it, he'd not kept up with the party's values of mateship, respect and integrity, which was to step aside for her.
2: Oh, <laughs> Wow, it's like a Shakespearean play, oh. politics oh. at the moment. Isn't it? Isn't it's it, pretty isn't crazy, it? yeah. It really is.
0: Yep. Yeah. So there you are.
2: I've and decided not to stand for politics because I think <laughs> I might be a dual citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, think th- I might have some English in me. Interesting. So. Yeah. You yeah. should yeah. get your papers checked I out. I should get them yeah. checked, Yeah. <laughs>
1: What a shame because you were just about to run for. I was. I was going to stand. Of Australia. but then when
2: I used my UK passport to get into Britain, I thought maybe I, yeah. I can't. Mm, yeah. yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> so,
2: damn. Never
0: mind. Speaking of, let's, let's move to that. When you went to, headed off to England, etc., was was there anything o- over there relevant to what we talk about that you've discovered or found? Or oh, there's a lot or of excitement
2: about Jeremy Corbyn over there. There's a sort of a feeling of optimism in the air there, which we don't seem to have here. Oh um, gosh! About uh, certainly in the in the circle. I mean, in the circles that some of the circles I was in, uh, Mm. not all of the circles, because you know some members of the family are not Corbynists. But um, yeah, it was it was it was good. There was this kind of yeah, we're going to get Jeremy in. There's going to be a change. There's going to be a shift in paradigm. It's going to happen. And and there was there was this sort of optimistic drive.
1: Is there another election coming up in England? Um,
2: not no. for another couple no. of years. No, okay. but there well, they're is a five-year there, I aren't I they? So yeah, it's every five. So it's every mm. no, it's fair years. W- Unless
0: it goes early, it's a fair while. It's a fair while. Yeah, but, but
1: Corbyn's very, still very visible. Very and visible and campaigning, and, um, and.
2: and he's sort of building, keep building the they're ca- building the campaign, mm. and um, so yeah, so there was there was certainly uh, some degree of optimism. Obviously, Brexit was discussed a lot. I'd have a game about. How long it would take for Brexit to be mentioned in a conversation, you know, and Mm. the the one who took the longest got Got kind of pat on the back it's like you took <laughs> 20 minutes before you <laughs> mentioned brexit well done they've even got brexit in the, in the pubs they've got like you know you have these swear tins if you do a swear word you have to put money in the swear mm. t- they've got mm. brexit tins if you mention brexit you have to put money in the box because <laughs> everyone just talks mm. about it all the time it's a huge issue and i went into france and they were talking about they wanted to hear about my thoughts on it yeah, in right. france as well so yeah it's it's uh, very very interesting very mm. interesting lots of political changes and shifts happening over there um so yes where is brexit
1: at at the moment because they've been in conversation about how to do it but there's quite a strict deadline isn't there so
2: yeah there is um to be quite frank i'm i'm not quite sure it's at the stage (laughs) it's moving moving so quickly and um i'm only sort of half interested in it i'm only half interested in it because you know brexit is a bit of a distraction from the neoliberal paradigm that's destroying the world you know and some people voted for brexit because they were voting against neoliberalism and yeah. some people um voted um um against brexit for the same reason so yeah mm-hmm. um it's yeah. uh i, th- I feel yeah. as though brexit has been used as a bit of a scapegoat for deeper deeper problems for people deeper issues to do with you know yeah. capitalistic yeah. neoliberal issues and so I, I feel as though I'd rather focus on that more than get caught into sort of Brexit-style conversation, mm-hmm. I try steer mm-hmm. it away, you know, mm-hmm.
0: steer it back to Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. well We've got a wonderful situation in Victoria, of course, where our, our state government, a state socialist government, as we know, you know, they're socialist, uh, they're currently fighting with other states to get their hands on some of the millions of dollars the government's promising for uh, arms manufacturing. So it's good to see, isn't it, that we... Oh, we want, want to get a grip on the the old train killer stuff. I, I couldn't believe it when I read the headline that Australia wants
2: to become an arms exporter. It just gets worse, doesn't it? It's mm. shocking. It gets. It really does get worse. As mm. I say, they're not pretending anymore. Mm. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, we're, we want to be arms exporters. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? You know. Mm. So, yeah, it's very. But on, very but on the
0: positive front, um, no, we'll come to it. when We get around to energy shortly and talk to you, but. But it's good to see that uh, Bill Shorten's seen the light on Adani. Um, um, he thinks he now might have to oppose Adani. And, uh, mm. you know, the, he'll
2: probably make a decision after the Batman by-election, well, on, on, on the week that was,
0: I asked him um, last night, I'll probably repeat it Saturday again, um, I asked him at what point did you actually change your mind from your pro-Adani stance, and he says about... Two and a half seconds after David resigned. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yes. He, uh, yes. Anyway, he's, uh, he's seen the lightest. Yeah. It's interesting, right? isn't that? His, yes. his sincerity is incredible. It's, really. it's very sincere. Very sincere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes, and uh, He's the hope of the side, by the way. So uh, I know, when, you, when you mention Jeremy Corbyn, and Jeremy, him, you, can, you he? don't do it in the same breath, do you? No,
2: unfortunately not. No. We're waiting for it. There if there's a Jeremy Corbyn out there... We
0: need you. Yeah, if only. Mm. Yeah. The other the other bit of amazing hypocrisy this week I thought was Israel, um, which has been launching all these bombing attacks on Syria. Mm. And then Syria does Syria managed to shoot down one of its planes mm. and Israel accused it of aggression. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know Ooh. I know. So
1: technically yeah. I think that's defence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have thought metallic, so, but yeah. um yeah, but
0: yeah. anyway, that's not according to Israel. Israel Syria was was, was aggressive because it shot its plane down, all its plane was doing was bobbing the shit out of them. Yep, exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, no, that's... stopping uh, the proverbial out of them, uh, whatever. Yeah,
2: no, it's very, it's very... Uh, we only get a, a snapshot of what's going on over there as well. I mean, mm. what's going on in Yemen, for example, is horrific. There's a lot of terrible stuff going on mm. in the Middle mm. East at the moment. It's mm. not, a,
0: not a good place, mm. you know. Um, no, and it's so destabilised. I mean, the, the whatever you thought of people like Gaddafi and mm. Saddam Hussein, they mm. held their countries together, Um mm. And, they, you know, Libya now is just, you know, I was in Libya many years ago, but mm. Libya now, is, they've, just, they've just unleashed all those tribal, ethnic, mm. inter, inter-religious, et cetera, um, mm. um, you know, mm. um, antagonisms and, yeah, exactly. and enmities and, exactly. um, and the place is just, uh, just hopeless. Hopeless.
2: Well, someone said to me the other day that Saddam Hussein committed his worst crimes when America was on his side. Mm. You know, mm. when he—I mean, his—you know—his the, the, worst crimes were, were when he he was on the side of the Americans, and America was supporting him. Mm. And and you know, after the first Gulf War, they had him contained. They had no fly zones. They had him contained. And then, yeah, but
0: and yeah, so you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, it's. it's uh well, we've just cheered people up now. We've got, anyway, it does, does you feel good because you you know love being pessimistic? and it's Well, the, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I thrive on pessimism. <laughs> if it wasn't for my
2: pessimism, <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to England. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd have thought I could wait another 10 years and go to England in 10 years' time. But, you know, I keep listening to these climate change podcasts saying I'd better go now. You know. We'll We'll take
0: a break and we'll come back and talk to you about all that. <laughs> righty we're back on City Limits. And, Mark, um, you've come in to tell us why you're not coming in. Um, can you tell us why you're not coming
2: sure. in? Sure. Well, I mean, I will be uh, um, yeah, every now and then, but I just won't be coming in every week. And I think the reason is is because I am looking at um, moving into um, a different area of activism, and I need to take some time out in order to get that right. And it's called Holistic Activism. And it's basically, you see what I've what I've discovered and learned over the last. Decade, we made some more tea during that. Yes, I'm going to pour some as well. But you keep. Talking Is about that um, a lot of activism isn't as effective as it could be, and a lot of activists get burnt out. Yeah, um, that's true. And I feel as though, as well, um, we are dealing with symptoms rather than underlying causes a lot of the time with mm-hmm. activism. So we'll go out and we'll save a forest. And we'll we'll do that. But then, you know, a month later, we have to go and save <laughs> another one or we'll we'll all be told to conserve water. And then they'll open up a coal mine that uses up lots and lots of water. Yep. So, hmm. a mine, yeah. So or uranium or uranium. So activists are constantly dealing with symptoms. And yet the underlying cause that's causing these symptoms is. To me, is not being sufficiently addressed. So I'm I'm more interested now in moving in towards um, behaviour change related stuff, creating that shift in paradigm, or if you want to get New Agey, a sort of change in consciousness, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So I'm I'm interested in that, and so um, a lot of the activism that I've been doing in the last couple of years has been very mindy. It's it's very lobbying. It's very controversial. I'm talking about population, for example. You know, it's a very emotive topic. So I'm needing to sort of just stand back a bit from that so I can reconnect with something uh, deeper so I can work in ways to try and build a momentum so that all types of activism tunes into this broader issue of deeper behaviour change so that we can create a, a shift in paradigm, as well as you know, fighting individual battles, so to speak.
0: Mm. Mm. Well, it comes back to capitalism, doesn't it? I mean, what you're talking about really is. The, the, like when you say we move from one, and I agree with you. We, you know, you, you solve one problem, and you, you, know, you fight one freeway. Then mm. the next one comes up. Yep. You, fight, mm. you fight a darning, and someone else wants to build a coal mine. Yeah. Yes, um, you're
1: putting out spot fires. Yeah,
0: um, but yes. the, 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 the bottom line of all that is capitalism itself. I mean, it's it's the profit motive of all this that is well, driving them. Yes, so, so the, the, the class enemy yes. um, is driven by that, and that's what you've got to address.
2: Yep, absolutely. So it, it, that's 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 true. But there is another layer behind that as well so let's see it like an onion so you have a you have the layer where you're fighting adani and all of that kind of thing and you peel that layer off and the issue is capitalism but then you've got to look at the behaviors and the attitudes and the ways of approaching the world and the disconnection from our interconnectivity and all the things that keeps the capitalist machine running what we don't want to do is replace capitalism with another kind of ism you know, capitalism is just the latest symptom of um, of of human disconnection. Well, if
0: you, if you believe in what Marx wrote, it's a natural development, but it's also got to go.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not sure about it, whether it's a natural development, but you could say it's a natural development by the fact that it happened, it developed. In, in economic terms, yeah. it's a natural development. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it has got to go, there's no doubt about that. But we have to do it in a way that means that we... Creates the circumstances so that we replace it with something that yeah, doesn't that's, that's, doesn't lead to
0: to to more suffering and exploitation. Well, it depends where the change comes from. I mean, if if, if some of those extreme right wing groups, for instance, that people are fighting at the moment, mm. get their way and are developed, and they're a product of the same system, and they're people who react by going to the right, which you know was a major yep. mistake. But but if they if they if they dominate the change, then you're going to have something far, far worse. In fact, you're going to have fascism. You're going to have exactly, you're going to, and, and that's um,
2: exactly right. And we don't want that to happen. So mm. it really is a matter of of trying to create a movement that allows any kind of transition into into something that is equitable, sustainable. And and has
0: all of the and more this, of marks course, of depends on the planet surviving, as you say. The whole thing. I mean, there are a couple of interesting things. Like yeah, but this will cheer you up no end, Mark. Um, Sydney had its hottest day in eighty years the other day. Um, oh yeah. Um, our emissions, despite what the government says about how we're meeting our Paris commitment. Our emissions have risen five percent in the past two years, mm. um, despite despite uh, the Paris Accord. Yes. I mean, is, mm-hmm. is it Paris meant to be saving us? And there's <laughs> no there's no sign in government policy that, apart from saying they're addressing it, they're actually addressing it. No, no, of
2: course not. Um, someone, I think someone said that the Paris Accord wasn't wasn't to save. Um, the Paris Accord was to save capitalism from climate change that was what the Paris Accord was about that's what someone said I forget who who, mm. who quoted it mm. but Paris Accord wasn't about saving the world from climate change it was saving capitalism from climate change mm. Mm. Um, but yeah no on that note I I am under no illusion about the the the, the issues that we're facing and you know part of me ...has had to accept the fact that we might not succeed, that the human race might wipe itself out. Part of me has to come to terms with that and and embrace that and say, well... ...and take a sort of a a deeper picture and say, you know, all things pass in the bigger scheme of things. Many civilizations throughout the universe may have done the same thing. Others will arise. It may be that the fate of the human race is to wipe itself out... It may be that we will, it's not looking good, but I feel as though we should we should keep trying until the very end mm. to to create that shift. Even if we don't succeed. Even if we don't succeed, I'd like to go out on that note. I'd
0: like to go out on that note, you know. <laughs> oh, he's getting better, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> There's a song that has the words I fear I fear the human race is falling on its face and hasn't very far to go. Well, Which we're going to we're going to play that song very shortly just, for you, just so for you. I te- I'll
2: tell you this, Kevin, when you when you accept and come to terms with the fact that the human race might not survive, mm. it takes a big weight mm. off your shoulders and I think it can make you into a better <laughs> activist. You know, it can make you into a better activist mm. because I'm not bound by any frustration of false hope. I'm not driven by false hope it's just a matter of we may or may not survive but what can we do in this moment to try and make the world a better place how can we how can we do what we can without any kind of agenda about outcomes because when you have strong agendas about certain outcomes you can get very depressed and cynical i think quite quickly
1: yeah and Mm. um you know there's a risk of inflexibility and, and um, having a cause mean more than you know, having a cause have more of an effect on your actions than human interaction and interpersonal mm. compassion. And I think th- often what happens is people are not compassionate to themselves mm. when they're working in in areas mm. where they're constantly um, fighting and not always having wins. Yes. And that can be very demoralizing it can. and um and people aren't compassionate to themselves and then we have a situation where people aren't compassionate to one another.
2: That's strong. And
1: then, you know, really what are we doing here uh, if, we, if we can't be kind to each other and act, you know, from a place of care and love, love for the planet and love for one another and and caring for yourself as well, then... What are we doing, really? Mm, yeah, you know? yeah right. you know,
0: A lot of people do th- throw themselves so much into the work and the campaigns and the things that they don't look after themselves as yeah. such. And, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And you can yeah. lose. I know, like from being in Tasmania and being involved in campaigns there for native forests, mm. um, that you can lose places that you really love as we well. Can. Like and um, and that. That has an effect on the human heart. It does, yeah. and mm. I think
2: it's important to be able to mourn mm. for, the, for these things yep. and to feel the sadness and not to be yeah. afraid to to, to to
0: to feel that. Yeah, mm. there's a there's a bloke I won't name him on air, but there's a bloke um, I know quite well, and um, he was uh, he was a teacher and he's heavily involved these days in indigenous stuff. But he, that when the, the they built the freeway through the Kenan Creek Valley, which is now part of the Eastern Freeway. And we were all fighting it uh, and it, and he lived in the area he had been fighting it for years. he was part of that campaign um, and I can in a call on tell you the night they came in and took the trees down what they they knocked over trees, they redirected the creek and then you know concreted it, et cetera and after them I then mean, they put a freeway through the middle, and Vic Roads had the audacity to say they had enhanced the quality of the creek valley with all that, so that was pretty good mm. um, but I, I, on you know point you just raised he the night they cut the trees down, there was a shot on tele of him standing next to the tree trunk, crying his eyes out. You know, um, yeah. yeah. Having fought yeah. It, yeah. Lost it. Yeah. 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 No,
2: yeah. No, I, I, can, I, can, I can imagine. And, and you know, and I, while I talk about the fluffy side of activism and we have to get fluffier, that doesn't mean to say, of course, that we shouldn't fight the good fight when we have to fight the good fight. You know, there's, there are people up in trees in the Tarkine right now. hmm And um, those people need to be in those trees to fight the loggers because in this particular case, that's the only thing you can do. You can't sit down in this particular case with the loggers and try and find some common ground.
1: Or the Tasmanian government, as the case may be. Especially the Tasmanian
2: government, yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the loggers are are, are trying to do a job. Contracted, yeah.
0: Yeah. If... um if Labor happened to be the government after this current Tasmanian election, is there likely to be any change in all that at all? Well,
1: historically, <laughs> if we look back, the answer would be no. It doesn't mm. matter who, which side of, uh, of the Labor and Liberal um, parties is in power in Tasmania. There always seems to be a reason for either one of those sides to think it's a good idea to exploit the natural resources there. Yeah. Well, our yeah.
2: socialist government here in Victoria won't even create a great forest national park. Which is crazy. Mm. When we got the lead bed as possum close to extinction. I mean, that, that should just be that should have been a given that we do that. And
1: Melbourne mm. is rare in the world, I understand, for having a, w- a huge water source in that area yep. that they want to protect as a Great Forest National Absolutely. Park. Uh, like water reservoirs naturally occurring in those yep. areas that, that actually provide a lot of the water for Melbourne. Mm-hmm. For a city of 4 million people. And rising rapidly, yeah. soon to be 8 million. In if a few don't the, is, is, you don't protect those
2: water catchments. The city was going to move away from population. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a problem. This is, yeah, I was going to say move away, I don't mean completely, obviously. <laughs> Lasted <but> 10 minutes. <laughs> no, it's, not. it's the tea. It's the tea. I shouldn't have had the tea. I'm all caffeinated now
0: and fired up. But that's, I mean, you're right. And, and, and in fact, there was a key issue in the Northcote by-election. You'd think the government would learn from that, wouldn't
1: you? Oh, yeah. Because mm. they got um, trumped, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: But no. And of course, I thought, though, the best solution was raised by Barnaby Joyce. I thought, and he's going well at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, no, just but that. Barnacle. No, this is true. Barnacle said the solution was to to move the possums.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh no! Yeah,
0: and he really he really said oh. that.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Has he resigned
0: yet? No, I'll just no, check the news no. in a minute. Some people oh.
1: only have a very slim grasp on how ecology works. <laughs> very He's slim. a deep little
0: thinker, the old bar, He's he. a deep <laughs> Yes. Look, given that you're so optimistic and yes. um, all that, that song with that line in it, mm. this is actually from South Pacific of all things, Rogers and Hammerstein. Oh. Okay, excellent. But um, I bought this in because I knew you'd love this song this morning. Fantastic. There wow that was Mitchie Gainer from the soundtrack of South Pacific. Wow, there we go. It's been a while
2: since I've heard any of the South Pacific songs, so thank yeah, I'm you. I'm going to play
0: that. one more before the end of the show, by the way. It's
2: not like you to play music. This no is no a new thing. Is this a well, 2018 thing? There's
0: two, well, I, I thought can with you, you coming in today, we had to play cock Optimist. of course, yes. But there's another song from that show I want to play at the end, which I thought seeing we've got it in here, um, relates to um, the fact that we just had uh, Invasion Day etc. Mm. and stuff. And it's an I'll. Um, oh, 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 now an at the time, but it's an amazing song for Rodgers and Hammerstein who wrote all those musicals, but you don't expect them to write something that's blatantly political. No. But mm. it's an incredibly political song. Mm. There you um, go. A very, another very short track, only about a minute or something. But so, look forward yeah. to it.
1: And speaking mm. of Invasion Day, I, I mm. went and saw mm. Sweet Country, the film mm. by Warwick Thornton, who yes. did Samson and I saw yes. that last night and it was incredible. What was it? So, you yeah. recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it. Mm. I just think it's so interesting because Australian cinema is so varied Mm. and you know some of it just doesn't um talk to anything that i feel is important Mm. in australia or Mm. you know it just seems like very superficial and this is not superficial right and it's it's, pretty special it's very special Mm. it's like Mm. very impressively filmed and shot and the, the visuals are stunning and then the um the performances are incredible and the story is is profound like Affecting. I'm going to go. you really mm. moving. You've
2: yeah. sold it to me. You've sold it well. Yeah.
0: There was a few. I mean, the, some of the best films have been those ones about the treatment of Indigenous people. There was, mm. you know, his own Samson Delilah, yeah. as you say, and The Rabbit Proof Fence was a great movie I've about I've never seen that, yeah. but yeah. 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 Mm. yeah.
1: Yeah, important to be having this conversation mm, that, yeah. that the film brings up. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 well, yeah
0: i sure. It's on, on my list, but I, I I go on Mondays when it's cheap day at the Nova. So I've got <laughs> to, read, jump, <laughs> to jump, on, till next jump on the bike and run over to the Nova. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see yeah. yeah, well, it's $7 on exactly. Monday. Yeah. So I don't blame good. you. Good, yeah. yeah. Wow, it'd yeah. we'll be the same as that. Well. Yeah. Yeah. There's another headline here, by the way, that you'd enjoy Mark, no easy fix on climate. That's. In the obvious, I would have thought, um, unless you can get capitalism to say we're going to stop destroying it.
2: Well, this is is why I'm a bit suspicious of optimism, because optimism is all about oh, electric cars will save us, oh, vegan cheese and pizzas will save us, Elon Musk will put us on the moon. Elon Musk, you know, optimism kind of offsets responsibility to some kind of future. Someone else sort of sorting the problems out for you. I reckon. I mm. mean, that's a bit of um, you know, that's one one definition of optimism. But yeah, so I think that you know, less optimism and more kind of let's just see what we can do as much Pragmatism. as we can. Pragmatism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: What sort mm. of things are you working on in that sense?
2: Well, I'm starting up um so I'm I'm writing I'm writing a uh, a booklet. I find writing booklets handy. Booklets are popular. I find that if I was to write a book, um, I don't think it would um it would get as many reads as a booklet. Because pe- booklets, people pay a dollar for a booklet. Exactly. People pay thirty dollars for a book. Yeah. Um, I was. Mm. I've got. A, was and
0: these a, days, it's impossible to produce a book under about thirty dollars.
2: Well, exactly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I have. I have a booklet here that we were selling at the Sustainable Living Festival called "A Population Permaculture and Town Planning Response to the Climate Emergency." Oh, cool! And they went like hotcakes. You know, yeah. had to go and reprint them lots of times. Had it. Had it been a book. Yeah, I would have maybe sold three coppers. Plus, mm. books are a lot longer to write, which is good because I can um, I can get away with being lazy. And just <laughs> a, do. So, writing a booklet, I'm always that consideration. Yes. Isn't it? So, we've got a Facebook page. Uh, we've got a Facebook page called Holistic Activism and Behaviour Change. For anyone is listening, look for that on Facebook. Uh, writing, and then we're going to start rolling out workshops. So, once I've perfected this movement, this philosophy, um, and I'm still in that stage of guinea pigging people and doing workshops and working out the kind of philosophy we're going to put out there. Once, we've, once we're once we happy with it, we'll start rolling it out and try and encourage other people to run workshops as well and, and promote the booklet and, um, and the Facebook page and, and, and try to just sort of get this thing out there mm. as much as possible. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: The permaculture approach I, I, I love and I think it's such a good one because it specifically talks about um you know uh, using gardening or food growing as an analogy mm. if you plant a tree um you know you're not going to necessarily be there for the whole life of the tree mm. but your community will your children grandchildren you know um exactly, yeah. you know what what legacy are you leaving That's are right. you leaving something of a resource that can be sustaining or are you just ex- extracting resources to leave the place Exactly. In a mess,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's an urban agriculture conference being held in Melbourne. I think it's in Melbourne, around Recent somewhere soon? around now. Yeah, in fact, I'm hoping to find out something about it over lunch today. But um, yeah, I hope we haven't missed it. But we'll give it a. We're certainly going to cover it uh, at some stage. David later. Holmgren yeah.
2: released his book at the Sustainable Living Festival, cool. um, Retro Suburbia, um, which is a, a great book uh, which looks at how you know a lot of the low dense suburb um, suburbs were built on on good growing land and rather than pulling all these robust decent houses down Mm. how we can retrofit the houses and and retrofit the gardens and how we can grow Mm. food in the suburbs that's one Mm. important issue Mm. and then the other important issue is protecting the food bowl from development Mm. and the food bowl of course is under huge threat from development at the moment in melbourne um, so those are two two things that we really need to look at carefully in terms yeah. of urban agriculture in, in Melbourne. But I can talk about this in another program. I've got lots I could still talk about.
0: Mm. Mm. So you're putting things aside, are you, the, so you can keep coming back? You, well, I mean, <laughs> we've got eight minutes. So <laughs> just, pu- I guess. Kevin always <laughs> pushes it right up to the 10, 10 o'clock mark. Well, you'll be, pleased, so. <laughs> you'll be pleased to know what you're fighting because um, – the, the, the breakdown of um, donations to political parties, the biggest spender was the coal lobby. Um, in the last, before mm. the last what election, a and they, yes, absolutely, mm. and, and
1: then mm. and then the arms manufacturers, maybe well, that's after probably, that, that's I'm right. somewhere out there, yeah. the
0: coal lobby and the mining lobby made a big mistake and admitted the minerals council admitted it makes donations to political parties to gain access to politicians. Mm. An unusually candid statement from a donor, because they, all the others say they do it because of. Uh, they believe in democracy and social, you know. Yeah. So, Crown Resorts, for instance, you know, which was great little company, it's Jamie Packer, um, they said they the cost of campaigning. meant political parties in Australia rely heavily on donations in order to communicate their messages and policies. We make donations to re- registered political parties to support the democratic and electoral processes in Australia. Well. Jamie loves democracy and electoral practices. (laughs) Crown does not expect the monetary contributions made to registered political parties to have any outcome for shareholders. ANZ Banking Group said it had a role to play in supporting democracy by making donations. Our donations are aimed at promoting the development of social and economic policies to benefit Australia. Well, banks love that (laughs) The Insurance Council said it donated to help parties mount campaigns and support a stable political environment. Isn't it lovely to know they're all so altruistic and wonderful? Yes. I think I'm getting a
1: rash. I feel allergic to political,
2: <laughs> yes. political talk. I know. I know. I just, put a, I just start just blocking it out, you know. I just uh, – yeah, no, what I was going to say, yeah, also in, in um, Papua New Guinea, I've heard that Australian coal is – Australian coal miners, mining mm. companies are trying to infiltrate into Papua New Guinea Yeah. Yes, now, which
0: all is, they're, well, they're, all, they're already there anyway in yeah. various mm. places. And in West Papua, of course, it's one of the big problems. But – yeah. And the Octeti mine which has caused great problems up there but yeah I mean I when I was up there to stop the Bougainville mine another one of my spectacular failures in life um, uh, we we drank out of this beautiful crisp river up the top up the top river Java at mm. the top where they, where they were Building the mine and throwing people out of their villages is what angered me because Australia was doing it at the mm. time yeah. when I was a, a trust territory.
1: Another hidden part of the so yeah, colonial. Yeah. A bit but, of one, yeah, and it was
0: absolutely clear, beautiful water in this incredibly humid mm. environment. And within a month of the mine opening there was a photo in the Finn Review front page about two hundred yards out to sea where the Java came into the sea, just black sludge, mm. brown sludge. Mm. And it destroyed mm. the whole fishing thing and the yeah. you know, a state the the um the subsistence, existence of the people, etc., which is mm. bloody terrible. Speaking yeah. of those speaking of uh of race, et cetera, um this other track, it's only about a minute. Um, this the background of this is the character in the show is having is in love with a young islander woman because it's set on an island all these American soldiers in the war yeah. and he's um in love with the young islander woman and um so he sings this song it's track 14 um Meg. Mm-hmm. um and it's a very short one but i think for for Rodgers and Hammerstein that the what they say is extraordinary for a, a 1950s musical comedy in America Nice, pretty amazing, isn't yeah. it? for fifties um, America, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah, hasn't aged a bit. That that certain
2: no, no. um, songs, should I say? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there you are. No, the message is still, mm. yeah, still relevant, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, mm. I yeah.
1: I guess that's why it's important for uh, people to be for things like 3CR for us to be talking to one another mm. and you know how education happens in particular. You know, like, so crucial. Yeah. I I after I saw Sweet Country, I watched an interview with. The director Warwick Thornton, and um, in it he was saying like these are the things that you don't get that people are not getting taught at school: no. the history of of, of black slavery mm. in Australia, for example. Um, you know the people who benefited from the colonial process are not going to put in the history books. Mm. You know something that's. Not no, doesn't look good for history them. History
0: is written by the
2: victims, exactly. Yeah, history, yeah. Uh, history at school, just yeah. The history that I was taught was very selective. Oh, yeah, it was, it was just awesome. basically a, a lesson in where king women kings decided to sleep with. Basically, this is Henry VIII and the six wives. Yeah. You know, yeah, right.
0: I mean, it's like <laughs> well, I got honours in Australian history, but there wasn't much oh. about the indigenous population. No, in the whole wasn't. thing, no. No. Yeah. and yeah. that yeah. was in the 60s of course, Magnus, Yeah, yeah, oh,
1: yeah. I don't I don't remember anything about learning history at school. <coughs> I must have vagued out, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well time's just about up, but we've yep. uh, anyway, we've got we got you sorted out. I think so. And you'll um You'll be so. You'll be coming in periodically with all these issues, etc.
2: I will. Away. I'll come in periodically mm. and have a have a chat about these things. Yes, mm, it'd I'm, be good to do that.
1: I'm going to read this booklet and and quiz you about it. Next <laughs> sure, <time>. feel <laughs> feel free to. Yeah, feel
2: Thank free.
0: You. Okay, next week is housing, of course, and um, we'll have housing people from the Housing with Aged Action Group, and I'm hoping. I haven't spoken to her, but I'm hoping to get Sue Bolton on because I know there's some initiatives being taken on housing around, mm. her council and mall, and Plus, we can talk to her about the. Socialist Alliance group, not her group, but the socialists of various groups who formed an alliance to run in the upper house for the state elections. I nice, mean. that
1: sounds
0: yeah, great. Yeah, sue's lovely. Okay,
2: All that's right. it.
0: Say goodbye, someone. You say goodbye, Mark, because he's saying goodbye, effectively. I mean, goodbye,
2: everyone, yeah. and um, thank me. Thank me. Thank you so much, Meg, for doing a great job on the panel, and thank you, Kevin.
1: Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. See ya. Okay.